all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we're open and we're ready. Speak to us now. We are open and we're ready. We drop every burden. We drop every everything. We drop every boundary. We drop everything that would try to be a scale on our eyes, our ears, to our spirit. And we say, God, speak, Lord. Can I get you to open your mouth and say, speak, Lord. I'm open and I am ready. Say it again. Say, speak, Lord. I'm the curse breaker. Give me what I need to break every curse. Can you put a praise on the back end of that Sunday? Uh Uh-uh. Some of y'all's faces need to shift in this building. Some of y'all's worship needs to go up in this building. Some of your worship needs to go up on Facebook. Some of your worship needs to go up on YouTube. Can I get you to worship God like by the end of November? Every curse that's been on your life will be broken. One, two, three, go. Hey. 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 Elbow somebody next to you say, I'm a curse breaker. Say, if you don't want to break curses, tell them, say, get up off this road. Say, because only curse breakers around me. Tell them. Let's go to work. So our series, as you know, is Curse Breaker. And watch me. Today, I'm going to teach you how to break curses. How to break curses. I don't know about you, but I, narratives are good. Stories are good. Plot lines are good. But I like to get to the how to. Give me the steps that I need in order to see the results that I want. That's what we're doing today. Somebody say, how to break curses. Deuteronomy 11.26 says, see, I'm setting before you today a blessing and a curse, which means every day and every decision God sets before you two options. You can choose the blessing or you can choose the curse. Now, what's amazing is God is so awesome. He tells you, therefore, choose what? The blessing. Choose life. Somebody say, I have a choice. 
Watch me. Your wife cannot choose for you. Your spouse cannot choose for you. Your daddy cannot choose for you. Your mother cannot choose for you. Your boss cannot choose for you. Watch me. God can't choose for you. The devil can't choose for you. Some of y'all are sitting back waiting on God and God said, I'm waiting on you to make a choice and choose the blessing. And to choose the blessing, that means you're going to have to dare to be different than the rest of your bloodline. Watch me. You're going to have to dare to be different than the rest of your friends. What if I told you that your circle might not be a circle, it might be a cage if they're all cursed? Y'all not saying nothing to me. Somebody say, I have a choice. I have a choice. So what is a curse? It is this word kalel in Hebrew. That's the language of our Old Testament. It means, number one, to abate. That means to make less or reduce. When a curse is working, that area will always end and being made less or being reduced. Number two, you're made bright for negative reasons. In other words, when a curse is working, you're always getting attention for the negative that you do, never getting attention for the good that you do. Pay attention. It would be illegal for you to get credit for something good that you did because a curse prevents you from ever being recognized for the good that you do. So for some of you, you're like, people never recognize him the good that I do. they only paying attention to this one small thing I do. That's telling you, baby, there's a curse somewhere that you need to cut. Next, number three, to bring into contempt. That means you will feel worthless. Pay attention. You could have money but still feel worthless. You could have success but still be worthless. Have you ever looked at somebody and you looked at who they dated or looked at who they married and you were like, why you pick that? Because your worth is higher than that. But not if they don't think that. Y'all not going to talk to me? Have you ever looked at somebody and said, what is going on with some of the choices and decisions that you're making? You could have success. You could have money. Watch me, but not have a sense of worth. And here's what I'm excited about. By the end of this month, your worth is going to be back to where God or... And you're not going to be arrogant. You're not going to think more highly of yourself than you ought to. You're just going to say, baby, I've got worth. I... You almost somebody next to you say, you've got great worth. You've got. So watch me. Then here's the next definition. It means this, to bring into contempt, worthless. Next, up to a curse, which means when a curse is working in your life, you can only end up in one of three places, no matter what it is, on your job, on your relationships, every opportunity, every church you go to, every business you go to, every experience you have will end up in one of three things. Watch me. It will be destruction. Which means you will end up destroying it. Have you ever met people where nothing ever works and they always think it's the other thing? It's always somebody else. It's always what somebody else is doing. Watch me. When a curse is working, you will end in destruction. Next, you will end in misery. I don't know about you, but life is too precious to be miserable. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You mean to tell me God died to get you out of hell just so you can live in hell? To hell with that. I, I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you and say, he didn't die for me to be miserable. That doesn't mean that there won't be challenges. That doesn't mean that you're not going to be frustrated sometimes. That doesn't mean you're not going to have some moments you got to fight through. But baby, what I refuse to do is be in misery. If you don't want to be in my life, get to I'm not begging man ninja to stay up in my life. Why? You could be the reason that my boat is rocking. When Jonah was on the boat, the boat was rocking and storming. And they said, listen, Jonah said, I'm the reason your boat is rocking. Jonah said, throw me off. But you know what they did? They fought to keep him. I pray you don't fight to keep the reason that your boat ain't Open your mouth and say, I won't fight to keep a Jonah. I... When you throw him overboard, the Bible says, then the storm stopped. 
And for some of you, the only reason you keep going through the same thing is that you fight harder to keep a Jonah. The Bible says they rode harder to keep that ninja on board than what they should have did and said, you know what, since you told us you the problem, bye. I'm about to give you a grace, the baby bye grace. Lift your hands in this building and online. Say, say I got the baby by grace. I, I love you, but baby, if you got to go, be encouraged. Keep the faith. Look at this. Or evil. Everything ends in evil. What does evil mean in the Bible? It doesn't mean a devil with a pitchfork. Evil in the Bible means this. It means contrary to you. So when there's a curse working in your life, you only end up in one of three places. I don't care how good it starts. I need you to catch that. I don't care how hard you try to make it work. Oh, my God. I don't care how hard you try. Watch me. When a curse is working, you only have one of three destinations. Watch me. And on these destinations, see, the, the sad thing about American Christianity is that you think because you have money or a house or a car and you're not living under a bridge, that makes you think there's no curse. But Americans, watch me, struggle, watch me, with depression and suicide and, and, and behavioral issues and all. Americans struggle with that. And what did the pandemic do? It revealed what had been real. The pandemic made it so you couldn't pretend no more. Let's go. You couldn't fake it no more. The pandemic revealed what was really going on. Don't tell me your marriage, oh, our marriage broke down because of the pandemic. No, the, the pandemic showed you what it was the whole time. I, don't tell me, oh, I, had, I lost friends during the pandemic. You can't lose a friend, number one, because if you were my friends, you couldn't walk in the first place. What it did was reveal we weren't really friends in the first place. It revealed you just needed a lunch partner, y'all. Like... Alright, alright, so you will end in one of these three places. It doesn't matter how good it starts. You will end in destruction, misery, or it won't be good for you or for them. It'll be evil. It's contrary to you. Look at the next definition of curse. To despise. That means to think little of. You'll think little of yourself. You'll also think little of the seat that you've been given. This is why you saw, watch me, can I go here? This is why you've seen so many people say they're called to do something but so easily give up the seat. If you're called to do it, watch me, then that means the seat requires a fight. <laughs> But when a curse is working, you're like, that seat don't mean nothing. And God says, but that's the seat that you were created for. And no matter what you do the rest of your life, you will always end up in misery, evil, or destruction. Why? Because you despise things. You look at it as a little deal. But I'm so glad you're sitting next to somebody, watch me, that's excited about their future and is not looking down on the seats. Watch me. Everything is trivial. Nothing is a big deal to you. When there's a curse working, it's not a big deal. And you say, I'm just laid back. I ain't going to lose my peace. Listen, listen, listen. It's okay, that's fine to be laid back. But laid back doesn't mean that you have to be trifling. Right? Say, I'm, just, I'm just an easygoing personality. Okay, well, does anything, is anything important to you? Can I be honest with you? Beware of people who, watch me, who they never, ever get upset about anything. Bishop, what do you mean by that? Because that means they're passionate about nothing. Y'all not going to sit in that. Watch me. Y'all ain't going to talk. Watch me. At some point, if you really care about a thing, you're going to get something. At some point, you're going to say, wait a minute. I, 
you're going to be like Jesus when he flipped the tables over. He was like, wait a minute. We got a whole situation going on here. <laughs> Look, everything eventually ends in death, which means no matter what you're doing, it eventually always dies. And here's what we've learned. We've learned from this, Proverbs 26, 2, the curse causeless shall not come. Which means there's no curse without a cause. Pay attention. There are two causes I've taught you. Number one, generational curses. These are destructive patterns of behavior that are passed down and around. You got it from your mama. You got it from your daddy. But it's deeper than that because if it's three to four generations ago, you got it from people you've never met. In the opening of my book, Sins of the Fathers, it's a real true story. It is a story about a man who never met his womanizing, abusing father. In fact, uh, uh, he was uh, uh, killed when he was in the, his mother's womb. He never, ever met his abusing, womanizing, lying, cheating father. Yet, that's exactly what he became. Y'all not going to hear me. Well, that's me. Which means a generational curse isn't just about you observing something. A generational curse is spiritual, which means it's a spirit so it transcends time. It's a spirit so it transcends, transcends regions. It's passed down and around, which is another point because for some of you, you get around people and the enemy said, I didn't get it in your bloodline, but I put it in theirs and I put them around you. This is why you got to sometimes check the people you hang out with, check the people that you're around. And if they're not progressing, you're going to have to say, listen, I can't keep this closeness to you like I used to have. Why? Because you're not trying to get better. I can't be around you because you're not trying to advance. I know you don't do God in church and that's fine. I ain't judging you. But guess what? That don't work for me. That's for me and my. And I'd rather please God than have you cheesing at me. I'd rather God say good job than hanging out with somebody. I need some of y'all to stop being so addicted to people and what people got to say and what people want to do because you're so lonely. And instead say, I'd rather please God. But they won't be my friend if I talk about church. But then they ain't your friend. But they say, I serve too much. They don't serve at all, which is why they curse. Y'all ain't going Let's move. Let's move. <laughs> say, I'm the curse breaker. Come on, say it like an army. Say, I'm the curse breaker. Numbers 14, 18. Forgiving iniquity and transgression. So God says, I'm a forgiving God. Now that's good news, y'all. Because we all. Three types of sin in the Bible. Sin, that means a mistake. Miss the mark. It's like an archery term. If you're shooting a bow and arrow, you miss the thing. Uh, axe throwing. Anybody in the axe throwing? I got, I got really good at axe throwing. So I'm really in the axe throwing these days because I'm good at it. Now let me not be good at it no more. Last time they're going to see me. All right, listen. So it means to miss the mark. It means I threw it, I tried, but I missed the mark. That's sin. Say sin. sin. Number two, transgression. That's to willfully deviate from what you know to be correct. So here's transgression. Don't touch that green phone case. That's transgression, okay? All right, here's iniquity. Watch me. Iniquity is passed down and around, which means you think it's normal because it's what you've always done. But what if the way you've always been was not the way you were created to be? See, this is the issue when you start talking about curses because some people say, Bishop, I'm good. That's why the Bible gives a list so that you know what a curse is and what a curse isn't because some people say, Bishop, I'm good. You know, everybody got their struggles. Ain't nobody perfect. And while that's true, simultaneously what's true is that sometimes a struggle might be a curse. 
So what does the Bible say? He forgives iniquity and God says, I will forgive you if you sin. I will forgive you if you willfully deviate from what I say to be true. And I will even forgive you for the stuff that you do that's been passed down and around. But look at the next part of the verse. But I do not clear the guilty. What does this mean? You're forgiven, but the curse is still in motion. What does that mean? I gave you this example. He'll come again. I gave you this example. He'll come again. I gave you this example. And if I shoot him in the foot, bam. See, he's ready today. Now watch me. Now look, I can come over and say, I apologize. Let me AES. I apologize. I didn't mean to shoot you in your foot. I was shooting for over there, and you moved into the line of my shooting. Here's my solution. I won't bring the gun no more on stage. Here's the problem. There's still a what? Hole in his foot. That's the same way that a generational curse works, thank you, is that even though you have apologized and repented and said, Lord, forgive me, God says, I by no means clear the guilty. It will visit to the third and to the fourth generation. Pay attention. That word visit is the same word as pastor. So for many of you, you come to church, but let's be honest, your curse pastors you because the moment you hear something you don't want to hear, you decide it's not for you. Since y'all ain't going to say nothing, I'm going to preach hard now. The, the moment you hear a word that you're like, but I don't really like the, you know, I, I don't believe. Then watch me, because your curse is your pastor. Literally, the word visit means it's your pastor. And so for some of you, you come to church, you hear the word, you take notes, you say amen, you say my next 12, my best 12, you say the last two going to be better than the first 10. And then when you walk out of here, you and your pastor go talk. He says, the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Let me have the chain, please. Watch me. What happens is, come, won't you come? Watch me. Won't you come? So what happens is, watch me. Here's how the curse works. It gets on you. There you go. Here, but like. Because see, it really wants to kill you. Because the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So what it wants to do is it wants to choke the life out of you. And you'll blame it on people when it's your curse. You'll blame it on your job when it's your curse. Why? Because everything you do has to end in evil, destruction, or misery. It has to end that way. But I need you to open your mouth and make this declaration and say, but I'm the curse breaker. Watch me. It'll visit the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation, which means you are literally dealing with three to four generations of chains, bondage. Baggage, pay attention, ways of thinking. This is just how the men are in our family. This is just how the women are in our family. This is just how I am. No, that's what the curse has led you to believe you are. But you sit next to somebody that's about to break them. Bishop, why do you keep saying that? Because I need you to let every curse know you ain't staying past November 30th, 2021. Can I get you in the building and online to say it one more time? Say, I am the curse breaker. Say it again, I am the curse breaker. All right, then, so number one, generational curses. Number two, generated curses. So you already have this on you. But now when you have generated curses, now you go tearing stuff up. Mark 7, 13, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition. That's your patterns, your rituals. And your habits, many such things you do and you've handed down. Pay attention. He says, there's things that you've started doing. Watch me. You ready? To survive. To cope with life. To cope with difficult people. 
to deal with challenging situations. And so now, watch me, you got all of this glass. But watch me, but now there's things you're starting to do. This is made to do what? Drink from. But, but watch me, but now don't break it. You're going to have to clean that up. Listen, watch me. You start doing things that start tearing things up. That's good. It really would be good to break it, though, but I don't want to break it. I need some breakable glass for the 1115, okay? All right, here we go. All right, here we go. You start tearing stuff up. Instead of sowing your seed, you ready? You start wasting your seed. You ready? Instead of allowing the Lord to take you through the process, because, see, to get that oil, we're going to have to take this olive, and we're going to have to crush this olive. But, see, when you're cursed, you don't want to be crushed. So rather than ever do anything, you stay stuck right up in there. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And I came to get some of y'all out of your boundaries. I came to get some of y'all out of your limitations. You were not born to just pay bills and tie. You were born, let's go, to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. So, so, so what, are, what are these traditions Jesus is talking about? They, they're summarized in two different words. Your words and your actions. Say my words and my actions. You can speak a curse over yourself. When you say things like this, I'm just so miserable. You cursed yourself. When you say things like you're broke, you cursed yourself. When you say things like I can't stand, no, no, no. You, when you say you can't stand, I ain't speaking that, you can't stand people. So, so now you can't stand in a fight. You're a punk now when you used to be a warrior. Every little thing now creates an issue for you. I'm just so offended. I'm just so, God, don't, ain't nobody got time for you to sit up and be offended about everything all the doggone time. Could it be, could it be that you've spoken a curse over yourself with your words? You say your children, they crazy. Curse them. And even when they're acting crazy, you got to learn how to speak life. And if you can't speak life right now, just say, God is good. How little Jimmy doing? God is faithful. How little Susie doing? God is amazing. Yanda Barosi. Go up in tongues. Just don't say nothing. When it comes to your job, I just can't. You, you, you curse your job. And what you didn't even know is when you started cursing on the other side, before you started cursing, there was a promotion on the way. There was some money on the way. But watch me. The, the, the atmosphere heard your curse and said, well, hold back what we were going to give them. Your words and your actions can generate a curse. So you've got two causes. What are the two causes? Generational and generated. Now let's look at the verse from Mark 7 and 13. Because he says, and many such things you do and you've passed these things down. So your generated curse then becomes a generational curse. So what do you have? Cycles and circles. Because as much as you don't want to be like your mom and them, you just like her. As much as you don't want to be like your dad and them, you're just as inconsistent. You're just as unreliable. You have become the very thing that you hoped you wouldn't. But by the end of this month, God, I need some faith in this building and online. Say every curse that's been in my life will be broken. Put five seconds of praise behind that. Go five, four, Three, come on, two, one. Shout out, I'm the curse breaker.
So look at this, Deuteronomy 28 and 15. We began looking at this last week. We went into it on Wednesday on depth. I did it in a preview last night on Instagram. I'm just going to hit the overview one more again. Look at this, Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy means to say again. So in the Bible, when you see things in Deuteronomy that like, didn't I read this in Exodus? You did. Didn't I read this in Leviticus? You did. Deuteronomy means Moses had to say it again. And I've taught you this, but I want to say it again. There's a leadership principle here. Whenever you're over anything, you're going to have to get used to Deuteronomying. Watch me, for some of you parents, you're like, well, I told them last week, you're going to have to Deuteronomy sometimes. In fact, why? Because God Deuteronomies with you. So I dare you talk about, well, I told them once. Listen, listen. Sometimes you're going to have to Deuteronomy. And so the Lord says, but if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, then all these curses shall come upon you. And what are they going to do? Overtake you. Now, pay attention. It's a small thing. Grab the chain again. It's a small thing. Watch me. When you look at it around your neck, the truth is it's not that big. But watch me. It will overtake you. So now you can't stand. Now you can't do what you need to do. Now you are weak. And why? Because you got a curse that's pulling you down. And so you fight every day just to get up. You fight every day just to survive. You fight every day. And the moment you get out of one depression, now you're dealing with another. The moment you get out of one bad relationship, now you're in the DMs of another, I almost said it, unsavory lady. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Because the curse, watch me, it overtakes you. Which means you can be strong like Samson, but you're overtaken. You can be strong. You're a warrior like woman. You have, listen, you survived. Eight times ten. But when curses are working, now you now you now you complaining because some little girl on your job talking crazy to you. I will dare you make this small problem bigger than what was really a big problem, but the curse is telling you you don't have it. I come to speak life into you. You are well able. Somebody say, I'm anointed for my life. And what were those curses? Number one, I'm going to just give you the highlights. Internal slavery and constant lack. Internal slavery and constant lack. That you're always in need. You have holes in your pockets. You fix one hole to create another one. You have a yoke of iron around your neck, which means you have a victim mentality. You always think, woe is me. You always see yourself being victimized. In fact, when people talk to you, the first thing, hey, how you doing? Yeah, you know, my life been hard. Victim? Hey, how you doing? Oh, you know, I was in an abusive relationship. Victim, you do not need to announce what you've already overcome. What do you mean by that? Listen, baby, my testimony is I beat it, I'm healed, and I'm over it. I beat it, I'm healed, and I'm over it. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, you're a testimony. Say, not a victim. See, the difference is in even how you tell the story. Next, Deuteronomy, well, the scriptures are there. No, it's me. Repeated emotional breakdowns, consistent confusion, and chronic fear. Nothing seems like it ever works. Pay attention. Even if it works, it doesn't seem like it works to you. And you'll say, I'm just so hard on myself. Mm -mm -mm. Let me tell you what's behind that. A curse. Because you don't even see what's working when it's working because the curse won't let you see that it's working. You don't even realize you're in a better state of life than you've ever been, yet you still ain't satisfied. Why? It's a curse. It's quiet in this building. Well, watch me. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You're always mad. Like you stay mad. You mad about everything. It's too cold. It's too hot. It's too dark. Too much light. Too many mountains here. Ain't enough to see. 
Ain't enough diversity. Mm. But you won't go around diversity. Mm. You're always mad. Look at neighbor and say, why are you always mad? Why? A sense of blindness. You walk around like you don't know where you're going, you don't know what you're doing. You're always confused. Depression, emotional roller coasters, paganism, practicing magic, the occult, using horoscopes as your guide for living. That's a curse. For those of you who say, I just need to see what's going to happen for me this month. That's a curse. You mean to tell me you're going to consult the stars instead of consulting the God that created the stars? Now, let me be clear. It is true that people are born around certain times do share similar traits and characteristics, etc. That is a truthful statement. But if when you're using your horoscope, talking about, yep, I cannot do that today because the horoscope said this, that's a curse. When you're looking at other gods and talking about, you know, yeah, I got to get my shades and my chakras and my candles and my this and my that and all that, and you are worshiping another way, God says, that's a curse. You think you're cheating on me, and God is like, I cursed you so you couldn't have me. I need you to open your mouth and say, God, you are God. Saying, beside you, there is no other. Can you let him know that you love him? And God, every time we betrayed you, forgive us for looking to a horoscope. Forgive us for looking to other gods. Forgive us for looking at other religions. Forgive us for letting you two make us think that you are not God. Forgive us. You know, I wish I had some honest people in here. And I just heard this in the spirit. How dare you question whether or not the Bible is legit. That Bible is how you still stand them. That Bible is how you made them. That Bible is why Corona didn't kill you. Why? But Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Here's the next group. Here's the next group. Uh, repeated sickness. Diseases doctors can't figure out. Anorexia and bulimia, boils, sores, sores, cancer, blindness, heart diseases, diabetes, asthma, serious and prolonged illnesses. The Bible gets graphic, so we just call it the itch. Some of y'all saying, where does that on the screen? It's not on the screen, so I'm just giving you the summary, but I want to go deep because I got a little time. And then look, let me not say that because then, <laughs> then I run out. I see, being a runner, that is a curse. What does the Bible say? You'll flee seven ways before every challenge. I want you to pay attention that he's been in the same position since I left him. Because watch me. Because even though you're strong and you grown and you got skills and you got talents and you got gifts, a curse keeps you in that position. So you fight your whole life just to be down there. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And I'm excited because for some of you, watch me, by the end of this series, you're about to stand up. Yeah. I keep stirring your faith because I need you to realize you ain't staying down. Somebody say, I'm breaking every curse. Look at this. The Bible says you flee seven ways before every challenge. See, a runner, you can go back down for now. A runner, watch me, cannot handle confrontation. So you flee seven ways. So this means anytime something gets difficult, your default is to depart. With everything, every obstacle, every challenge. Everything. I'm out. I ain't going to serve. Really? I, I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to do what I'm supposed to do. I ain't gonna do Listen, I, can I just tell you something? As a pastor, you, you, I'm going to do, and we're doing this next year. I've been planning for 2022. I'm going to do my own reality thing. And because I told y'all, they tried to get me to do one, and I didn't want to do what they wanted me to do. They wanted me to produce one in my No, I'll tell her it's 11.15, all right? What's me? What's me? So I don't want to do that. I'm going to do that because you will be shocked at the stuff that happens on a daily basis. You 
you'll be like, how is this man not snap, crackled, and pop? That's how I know he's real. Why? I still am in my right mind. That's why you got pastors that love crowds but don't love people. I said, God, I don't want to be an angry, mad shepherd that hates people. I said, I have to love my assignment. And that means I got to sometimes love difficult to love people. I can't flee. You can't flee. Say, we can't flee. Seven ways. I mean, everything will all, you'll always find a reason that you, 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 have, a, you have a history of body bags. Because everything, every time, and you'll try to spiritualize it, but the reality is, is, it's just the spirit of a runner. You just run. You just run. You say it was God on Sunday, and by Monday, you, you, you can change your mind. You say, God called you to do it on Wednesday, but by Thursday, well, I don't know. That's a curse. See how quiet it is? I break the spirit of the runner. Uh -uh. In Jesus' name, I pray that what you are to war for, that you would war for. Everything's not to be warred over, but I pray you'd have the grace to know what you war for. What God has called you to, I pray that you would war for that. What God has called you to do, I pray that you would war for that. Open your mouth, say, I am not a runner. Say, I get results. Say it again, I get results. I need you to say that again, I get results. Life barrenness and sexual reproductive issues, reproductive problems, STDs, uncontrollable anger and rage, financial instability, low self-esteem, consistent suicidal battles, fornication, pornography, addiction, abortions, infidelity, affairs, drug abuse, soul ties. Those are curses. Can we go to the next one? <laughs> Three of y'all said yes, sir. Can we go to the next one? Marriage and family problems, abuse in family relationships, jail, judgmental family members. Those are curses. It is cursed when you had that one family member that sit up and is the judge and jury, everybody else, yet they stuff is raggedy. They sitting up here telling you not to serve God, but you look at their life and you say, baby, you, you clearly need God. We all do. Somebody said we all need him. Financial insufficiency, being accident-prone and unnatural deaths, repeated divorce, rebellion, repeated bankruptcy, pride. Listen, pride is the curse. Talk about this in the preview. God didn't say nothing to Adam as it related to a curse until he saw Adam's prideful response. Adam and Eve do what they're not supposed to do. Adam was in charge, so nothing happens when Eve does it, but when Adam does, he says, you're in charge, which means I expected you to handle this. Why do we need you if I got to handle it? Watch me. Let's go. All right, so, so then God comes to Adam and he says, Adam, what is it, what is it that you've done? He says, the woman you gave me to be with. Well, watch me. In other words, pride didn't let him accept responsibility. Here's what pride will do. Pride is always somebody else. It's always somebody else won't let me do this. Somebody ain't getting this. And God is like, listen, Adam, all I'm talking about is what you did. What did you do? It's the woman you gave me. And then God deals with the women. Then God deals with the serpent. And God deals with Adam. And you know what he says? Cursed shall ye be. He says, from the sweat of your brow, you're going to eat bread. He says, you're going to work hard just to live. You were in Eden where the river brought everything you needed to you. But now your life is going to be struggle after struggle after struggle after struggle after struggle after struggle. Why? Because you were prideful. I'm not mad that you sinned. I'm mad that you got arrogant when I came to check you. 
I'm mad that when somebody said something to you, instead of you saying, I apologize, I, I shouldn't have done that, you know what, I didn't even see what I was doing, you defended what you did instead of apologizing for what you did. And for that, Adam, I'm going to curse your behind. Let's go. Wowie, we listen. Not honoring leadership, that's a curse. Prostitution, repeated bad decisions after being taught, working and not seeing progress. Let's get to these last couple of them because y'all are quiet. All right? Children being married to their destruction. For some of you parents, watch me, it goes to the third and fourth generation. So God says, I'm going to let you see her get with a total L. I'm going to let you see him get with a total disaster, and you're going to have to watch it. And here's where it affects you, because you begin to say, well, what different could I have done? What different should I have done? And now you spend your life questioning what you did to raise them, because now you have to watch them self-destruct. But today. Uh-oh, I just heard the Lord. I call your children out of destructive relations. Whoop. I call your children out of destructive patterns. I call your children out of destructive habits. I call your children into life and life more abundantly. I call them into relationship with you. If you've got a child, you ought to be putting your child's name in the atmosphere. Go. Type your child's name online. Type your sons in your, I don't care if they're grown, but we declare they will not self-destruct. We declare they will not self-destruct. We declare that they will not self-destruct. Why? God's about to send the rescue before the end of this year. If you got a child that's been in some self-destructive ways, I need you to go crazy for the next five seconds. Go. Five. Four. Put a praise on it to seal what was prophesied. Three. Two. One. Somebody say yes, Lord. Look at this next one. Being taken advantage of. That's a curse. Next, weak and passive men. Men turning against one another. Men leaving their wives and children helpless. Men that marry domineering women that turn them against those that are for them. That's a curse. Overbearing women. That's a curse. You're talking about I did it. All the women I funk strong. Strong don't mean overbearing. See, real strength knows when it's time to submit. Don't tell me you're strong because you're a battle axe. Mm -mm. No, no. You're strong when you know how to... Jesus was meek. Jesus knew when to go alpha, and then he knew when to be beta. Some of y'all's issues that you always want to be alpha because you're determined ain't nobody going to hurt you again, which is a curse. Mm. I know it is. Viewing anything that brings order as controlling or cultish. You throw the word cult around when you're the main cult leader. You got your little group of girlfriends, you go, but y'all a cult. Y'all sit up and y'all crucify people at your little lunch table. You're, okay, I feel the Holy Ghost now. You a cult leader. You got your little clique and your little crew that sits up and crucifies people, talks about people, is up in everybody else's business, and you don't know nothing. You don't know nan been the places that they've been. You're the main cult leader always trying to call other people controlling when you're controlling behind. You're a manipulative controller with red lipstick on. Y'all ain't saying, and nothing against red lipstick. I'm just, that's the color I called out. So the lady be like, he's trying to talk about me. It's just the color I called out. Now watch, after at the 1115, ain't nobody going to look. It's going to be all dark purple and green. Listen. 
That's me. That, that's how you know you're dealing with one because they always want to call everybody else one. You know you're dealing with a controlling person because they always want to call other people controlling. I know it. Being mean, that's a curse. Can you smile at the person on your left and your right? Just smile and say, you can be nice. That doesn't mean you don't have to be firm, but you don't have, everybody stand up. I remember one time, I remember one time I was at this church, this Pentecostal holiness church. You couldn't just join in, you had to be born in. Now, so for those of you who know what that means and you understand what type of church you um, but I'm a pro-church guy, so I love the Lord's church. I love men of God. I don't speak well. Notice he's still down there. See, some of y'all, here's, here's, here's what you're really tired of. You, you, ain't, you ain't tired of what you say you're tired of. You're tired of knowing that there's more in you than this. And you're tired of every year talking about this is my year to break this. What if I told you it ain't going to take a year? By the end of this month, you're going to be standing. You're going to be standing. You're going to be. Put a praise on it one more time. Say by the end of this month. Every curse shall be broken. I, I, so I was at this church. I at this church. And it was offering time. It was offering time. And I'm a giver. So I was like, oh, yes. I'm going to be a blessing. I don't know what we're giving for. But that's okay. I don't need to know. See, when you're a real giver, you don't need to know where it's going. Because I'm not responsible for, for what you do with it. My only responsibility is to release the seed. See, some of y'all, that's your problem. God says, I can't count that as seed because you were too concerned about what was going on. So, so she says, so, so it's time to stand up. And, I, you know, I was used to the baskets passing. That's the environment I was used to. So I was like, go get the basket. Man. And, you know, and all of that. And, I was, and, and no, she was like, everybody stand up. I said, baby girl, what's wrong? Who hurt you? You are clearly mad about somebody that did not spit their gum out when you put your hand out. Everybody stand up. And then, and then look, she choir directed us. I said, this is how we finna do the offer. I said, this is gonna take forever. They're gonna have to sing bless 400 times. If you grew up old school church, that was the offering song. Everybody say. Watch me. 15 minutes later, because everybody got to walk around the front. How many late in the midnight hours are there in this song? Say, God, no, he didn't turn it. He didn't turn it. If you didn't grow up old school church, just be glad. There's a lot of that we cut out at Harvest. <laughs> you got spared. Do you hear me? Watch me. So she does that. Everybody stand up. Turn this way. I said, now look. I don't know who's in charge of the ushers, but somebody needs to school church because she, see, 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 I'm not the one. Because she's doing too much. And it doesn't even take all that. You mad at people. And I said, you're a, watch me. You're doing it in the offering, which means you're a witch. Because what you're doing is introducing a negative spirit, which is all over all the people now. And so now what you're doing is you're going to dam up the resources because of your witch behind. That's a curse. Let's move on. Pew 
disputative. This means you jump to conclusions. That's a curse. Deceitful, a wolf in sheep's clothing. All those are curses. Say those are curses. So here it is. Let's get to the how-to. Say how to break curses. You ready? Here we go. 2 Peter 1, 3. You'll remember this from making money moves. You'll remember this scripture, but now I want to show you this scripture in another way. His divine power has given us, say past tense, everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Everybody look at me. Everything you need to break the curse has always been in you. I'm going to talk over here because ain't nobody saying nothing over here. Everything you need to break. Th- this is why I keep prophesying it's going to be done by the end of the month. Why? Because all I need is to know what to do with what I already have. It's not that I need something fresh and new. I just need to know how to work what I got. And baby, you about to work what God gave you. You about to work what God gave you. You about to work what God. Elbow somebody next to you say work what God gave you. It's already in you. So we're not about to go get some new ingredients. We're about to get what you already have in your house. You are a farmer. You should remember this. That already has everything you need. But it's in seed form. Ready? Why is that important to know? Seeds break cycles. Seeds. What do they do? Break cycles. So when you want to break a cycle of barrenness what do you do you sow seed when you want to break a cycle watch me if you're a farmer and you want to break the ground to break the ground you sow a seed let's go here with a woman watch me here's what breaks your cycle when a seed is introduced y'all didn't hear what i just said and so for some of you this has been going on your whole life but guess what there's some seeds you've got access to that are about to break the cycle and get Somebody say seeds break cycles. Here's seed number one. Check your history. So stay right there. Check your history. This is your history. Check it. Examine it. Look at your life. Check your history. Look at your life. Where have things always ended in destruction, misery, and evil? Where in that list of things that, again, that list is long. I summarized it, but Deuteronomy 28, it's like, 70-something verses of just curses. It's 15 verses of blessing. It's a whole gang of curses. Because you'll call it normal behavior when God says, that's not how I created you to be. And you've been settling for a counterfeit. Pay attention. Check your history. See, because if you check it, you'll say, I can't break it. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. But there's a weak spot. I ain't playing with you, 915. You'll say, I've been like this my whole life. It's never going to change. Wait a minute, though. It's a weak spot in here. Y'all ain't. And for some of you, watch me. We got to find the weak spots that have been in your curse. Why? Because you became that way because of what happened to you. It's not how you were created to be. Somebody say, seed number one. Check my history. Seed number two. Change your words. Change your words. So your words have to change from this is how I am to I'm evolving. Your words have to change from I know what that's going to be to watch me. All things work together for my good. Your words have to change to I'm sick of this to I'm built for this. I'm not playing with y'all. Your words have to change to I just don't want to live anymore to you know what? For the rest of my days, I'm going to maximize every day of my life. 
how dare you waste your days when God spared you during the pandemic? When God, 700,000 people died, but he kept you. And if he kept you, you better make the devil mad every single day. Shout, I'm the curse breaker. So you change your words. You change your words from saying, this is just how I am. This is just the way it is. This is just the way it's going to be. And see, notice you're going to have to do it a few times because see, watch me in this process. Wait a minute, I forgot where the break was. So that means sometimes I'm going to have to go check it again. That means I got to be committed to the process, watch me, of me. You're committed to all these relationships. You're committed to all this entrepreneurship. You're committed to all of that. But my question is, when are you going to commit to making you better? When are you going to commit to saying, I'm going to be the best me that I can possibly be? And I can't control what you do, but I can control what I do. Because then I'll find the break again. Then I'll find the break again. Say, change my words. You got to change your words. You got to change what you say about your life. You got to change what you say about what you do. Stop saying, I can't stand this job. And you're not going to be released from it until you have a good report about it. You ready? You're not. You're going to always view it as torture because of what comes out of your mouth. I just screw everything up. You curse yourself. Say, change your words. Number three, here you go. Change your actions. All right. What do you mean change my action? Once I learn, so let's just use that list. Why did I give you the list? So you know what to change. So for those of you that just say, I'm a mean woman and that's how I am. I'm going to need you to put a whole lot of water because you got two, that little Kool-Aid is too strong. Water this down. It's too much. You're doing too much. And it's not cute. When you say, you know what, I just don't make, I don't like making decisions. That's a curse. So what I need you to do is make some decisions. And, and watch me. And before you try to get to the big stuff, start with, I'm going to get up when I said I'm going to get up. Okay, y'all ain't going to talk. Start with if you say you're going to the gym, get your behind up, wash your tail, shake your tail feather up into the gym, and at least pretend like you're doing something. Because I've been seeing people in the gym, I'll be like, no, you need to quit playing. You ain't over there doing nothing. Okay, can I tell y'all? Okay, look, look. Can I tell y'all, but will you not hold it against me? So I was in the gym the other day, and I do things, in, I do a circuit. And y'all know, prior to February, I used to say I hate the gym. But I said, I got this new fitness goal, so I was like, I'm going to have to get in the gym. And so I began to speak, I love going to the gym. I changed my words. Then I changed my accent. So I would go to the gym, and listen, I would find, and I had valid reasons not to go. I had validly, Lord, I got to do the work of the Lord. He was like, if you don't get down in the gym. Look at them. And so I made it this thing that I do. So now, like, I look forward to it. It's my stress relief. My phone goes on, do not disturb. Whatever y'all need during the time I'm in the gym, it can wait. And if it can't wait, somebody can deal with it. And if it can't nobody else deal with it, God can fix it. But I'm not going to be bothered. <laughs> you ready? So the other day I was working out and I do things in a circuit. And so like you're supposed to respect when you see people in a circuit. That's gym protocol. I'm a protocol follower. You understand? So uh, now I can't tell y'all this because y'all, never mind. Because it already feels judgmental. This middle section has been judging me the whole, 
No, I'm just messing. So this guy gets on one of my machines. It's my machine because I'm in a circuit. Now, you saw me. My phone is posted on the machine. It's my last two sets, and I'm ready to go. So I turn back around, and I look, and he on my machine. Never mind. I, I can't tell you this. And I just went to the other uh, machine. That's what I did. I mean, now, I didn't do nothing, but I thought something. I, ain't gonna, I can't tell y'all. Let's move on. Mm-mm. I'll tell you on Instagram, listen. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I can't, because they're going to have to cut it out the message, and that's going to delay, I can't do it. See, number three, <laughs> change your actions. So you change what you do. So let me use this. Let me take that and preach from it. So I couldn't sit there because it was occupied. Here's what, here's what the curse does. You stand and wait for it to be unoccupied. Instead, watch what you do is you change your actions and say, but wait a minute, there's something. If I can't work on this right now, I can work on this right now. Say, change my actions. I see number four. Repeat. What's number one? Check your history. Because you're going to miss some stuff the first time. You're going to miss some stuff. Because you're going to say, nah, I'm right about this. There are things where I was like, God, I'm right about this. He's like, look at it again. I'm right about this. Look at it again. Lord, these people. Look at it again. You're called two people. I'm doing it. <laughs> we need like an audience mic. Y'all are already mic'd. But we need like specific mics, like during church mics. Because some of y'all, some of y'all are amazing to watch y'all because y'all's commentary is amazing. You'll get up and walk back to your seat and look up and down your row like this ninja is preaching. <laughs> this man is talking. Do y'all hear what I heard? Why y'all sitting there taking notes? One lady came to me one time, she said, Bishop, I got quiet. She says, because the word was so good, I wanted to cuss. <laughs> she says, so to keep myself from standing up and hollering something that, <laughs> she said, I just didn't say nothing. <laughs> said, That's a good word, did it? <laughs> this is preaching. Man of God is what I was going to say. Number one, check your history. You're going to miss some things up front. Number two, change your words. Number three, change your actions. Number four, repeat. Now, let me get these last two verses, then we're done. John 10, 10. Let me tell you why you have to follow these steps. You're like, Bishop, these are so simple. I know. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Doesn't that sound like the three places curses end up? Which means the curse here ain't talking about the devil. The, the verse here is talking about your curses. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Here's what thief means in Greek, the language of our New Testament. To steal by stealth in secret. 
Now, this is important because it's stealth and secret. So stealth means, here, you got kind of pink on, you're going to be like the Pink Panther. Remember how the Pink Panther was just, you know, real stealthy. You know, God, come back here, be stealthy, you know, kind of, you know, just, you know, get low, get low with it, get low with it, drop it to the floor, get low with it, get low with it. You're stealth. Watch me. But you're also still in secret. So watch me. While, while, you're so, while you're so busy dealing with your curse, it comes, watch me. Y'all hear the pink panther? And it comes and it begins to take stuff when you're not paying attention. And so now you're like, oh my God, I should have more money saved by now than this. I should be further along in life than this. But watch me, this curse has been stealing in stealth and secret. So then when you check your life, you're like, what is going on? But the curse has been stealing by stealth and secret. And here's what you want to do, because here's what you want to do. The first thing you want to do is blame a person. It's this person that's the problem. And the Bible says we do not wrestle. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers and powers and principles. In other words, I'm not, you're not my fight. You're a distraction from my fight. You better hear me. Your wife ain't your problem. That's a distraction. Your boss ain't your problem. That's a distraction. Because the real thief ain't in front of you. The real thief is but. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'll catch this thief. I'll. You getting in fights with people. You're not even my problem. There's a curse that's trying to steal from me. And let he that stole steal no longer. Look at me. Look at me. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. You fighting with people. Now you caught up with all this people stuff. And you buking and binding her. You asking the fire God to come on her. And God says, that's not even your thief. Your thief is in secret. It steals by stealth. Watch me. And not only does it want to take, watch me. This is, this is, what you got? You got his phone? All right, watch me. Now, now look, because it wants to mess with how you hear. So now it wants you to hear everything the wrong way. So now while you, while you fooling with people, it's then grabbed what's on your ear so your hearing ain't right. So now you're not hearing things properly. So every time somebody talks to you, you hear rejection, you hear abuse, you hear pain. You, you're not hearing what's being said because your curse is stolen what you hear. So now you're mad at people and the curse is like, I got him fighting, I got him fighting. And now she's distracted and now he's distracted. And while they're fighting one another, nobody's breaking the curse. While the mama and daddy fighting, nobody's breaking the curse. While the siblings are fighting, nobody's breaking the curse. But you. But you. But you. But you. But you. But you. Somebody say, but I'm the curse breaker. Deuteronomy 28.1. Last scripture. We out of here. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, I command you today. Here's where we ended on Wednesday. The Lord your God will set you high. Why does he use this language, set you high? Because when I'm, when I'm standing in a different position, when I'm standing in a different position, I see things differently. See, see say faithful. 
See, see, this is this is where you gotta be. This is where you gotta be. Not perfect, but faithful. Because see, he says if you faithfully obey, not perfectly obey. Which just means it's my daily journey, baby. I may not be where I wanna be, but I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. Pay attention. He says, if you're faithful, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna set you high. So now I can see what I didn't see before. This whole time I've been fighting with you. When the truth is you've not been the thief. You've been a distraction so that I would never pay attention to the thief. Because the issue ain't what you're doing. The issue is that what you're doing is now affecting me. So now I can see better. And now... My attention's turned from my distraction to the real thief that's been in the room the whole time. See, for some of you, the enemy kept throwing people issues in your face so that you would not pay attention to the real thief. Because see, if I really want to get you, I need to distract you and then steal from you. But this month, but this month, but this month, look at verse 2. He says, I'm going to set you high. And now, now you got your steps. Now you got your steps. Let's give them steps one more time. Now you got your steps to break these curses. Step one, check your history. <laughs> come on. All right, step two, come on, y'all. Step two, now, now I need you to do what? I need you to change your words. And remember, each of these steps are seeds. So instead of you saying, I can't stand people, I can't deal with people, I don't like people, I don't know people, I don't want to be around people, and these people, these people, these people, these people. Now, I love God, I love people, and I love life. I love who's with me, and I can celebrate who's not. Because sometimes the best celebration is an exit. Oh, my God. Are y'all still here? C3 changed my actions. <laughs> so, you know what? I ain't fine with you no more. Call me when you got some sense. My attention now is on you who's been stealing. Then repeat. But I'm still looking at you because now I know you the problem. You can't get me caught up in drama no more. You can't get me caught up in family problems no more. Who am I? You can't get me caught up in work problems no more. You can't get me caught up in dream team drama. Ah 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 ah! I ain't gonna be able to do it. I ain't gonna be able to do it. Why? Cause I know who the thief is. <laughs> I know who the thief is. I need you to open your mouth. I know who the thief is. Open your mouth and make that declaration. I know who the thief is. Look at somebody and tell them. You know who the thief is. Tell them. You know who the thief is. So look, look at verse 20. And all these blessings. So when I'm faithful to those four seeds. Not perfect, not perfect. But can I just get you to drop a four in the air? Four is the biblical number of creativity. If you remember from earlier this year, we learned that when you get to four, you're at the when you get to four, <laughs> you're at the door. New opportunities, new favor. Somebody say, doors are opening for me. 
Say, doors are opening for me. Why? I'm on. I need you to open my 915. I'm on. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, website. Uh-huh. And all these blessings shall come and overtake you. Pay attention. You're not down here anymore. Put your chains on. He set you high because you followed those four steps with your four C's. Don't fall now. You ready? Which means, if y'all don't shout out for this, I'm not preaching at 1115. You can watch the video. You ready? The blessing that comes my way when I was down here it didn't have to be that big because I've been set high because I've been set high the blessing that comes my way it's got to be taller the blessing that comes my way it's got to be bigger why because it's got to overtake me which means my blessing is going to a whole never you got to overtake me. Which means you got to be taller. Get up on the chair. You got to be taller than me. Somebody say, big things are coming my way. Say, big opportunity is coming my way. Come on, get up there. Say, big favors coming my way. Go around. Say, big things are happening for me. Which means, look at me. That means God has to elevate I'm waiting on you to get it. See, some of y'all been looking at your life like, I'm good. God is like, but I got more. Because you were good when you were cursed down here. And so for a blessing to overtake you down here, it didn't take much to get me down here. It didn't take a whole lot to get me. But because the Lord set me high, the offer's going to be bigger. The opportunity is going to blow your mind. The favor is going to blow your mind. But you got to make the decision to be the curse breaker. Release a praise for three seconds. Go. Three. Two. Wow. One. I'm out of time. We got to go. See, I knew I shouldn't have said I had plenty of time. <laughs> If you need to become a Christian, this is your moment. If you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, this is your moment. Say, I'm the curse breaker. We're only halfway through the series, y'all, so that means it only gets better. But, but God says, I need you to be in a different perspective so you can see what's really been stealing from you. Say, I release people problems. Say, that's not my issue. It's a distraction to the real problem, which is that pink panther behind them messing with you. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself a little or be sure wherever you're at. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you in this building, raise your hand online. The majority of us are. I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or just type the word me. Last night on the preview, people got saved and gave their lives to the Lord. 
Lord, draw people unto yourself. Either become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. When the building hands up online, do the hand wave emoji, say me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. Right where you're at. God bless you. Right where you're at. Come on, everybody, real quick, I'm going to move fast. Pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, thank you for your love for me. Say, because of this belief, because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Come on, say it, y'all. Say, great days are here for me. Say, I'm the curse breaker. Say it again. I'm the curse breaker. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's what I need you to do. Just take the text the word decision to 877-552-4746 or scam that QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's